Coach Andersey, welcome to the Kent State Wrestling Talk. We are postseason. First things first, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? You, your sound, your horse sounds your voice. Your voice sounds hoarse. Probably yelling at the, the kids at the, the baseball game, correct? Yeah, oh yeah. We, we yeah, we've been getting after it a little bit at the baseball games, and we're getting into the joy of uh travel baseball for seven, eight U, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's something else. But yeah, we're just getting started in the, on our journey, my wife and I with our son. So I, I wouldn't change it, I wouldn't uh trade it for anything though. You know that. Oh yeah, it's you know it's it's late nights. Get trying to get the kids all wound down. I'm sure it's a lot for you. Getting back to bed, they gotta get to school. Yeah, yeah, and then um, so yesterday we didn't have the kids didn't have school and we didn't have school, and it all lined up and then they ended up with a game uh, against their first uh, game and they won. So it was cool. I don't know if I sent you the video. You did a home run. No, he hit a double. double. He knocked in a bunch of runs, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just tell him to hit the ball on the ground and, and hustle it out. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, it is. Right? Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, okay. So, post-NCA, we haven't talked since NCA's, the NCA Division One tournament. One of the greatest tournaments ever last year, this year, and it's due to the COVID year. And we have uh, some seventh-year guys. We didn't have an eighth-year guy this year. We did have some a seventh-year. Got, I, I got I've got a whole list of seventh year guys that at some point that we wrote down, we were trying to figure some things out. There are about seven or eight guys that were seventh year guys that, you know, that were, that were in the. I, the one that comes to mind to me is Mickey Phillippe. Yeah. Mickey yeah. Phillippe was a seventh year guy. Um, great guy. Great kid. If you guys uh, are looking for a coach, I think that's a guy you might want to hire. He's a great guy. Uh, but he, you know, he didn't, he didn't uh, ultimately meet his goal being an All-American, but I think just a, a fabulous human and he's married and has a a, a wife and there's a bunch of guys that have wi- uh, wives and kids. I know uh, Liam yeah. Cronin, Liam Cronin, uh, I believe has a wife and a child. So uh, yeah, man, they, uh, the, uh, what the landscape. The, what, what about the crowd though? Like the crowd and the, you know, they say that the, this was the least, attended national tournament in years. They said it was the least viewed national tournament in years. What do you, what do you take of that? Well, well, first thing I think that, you know, whenever the, it's Nielsen ratings, right? They do it off the Nielsen ratings. Is, it, is that what they do? Yeah. Nielsen ratings means that I believe you have to have a cable box. I mean, I might not have this right, but when you do the Nielsen ratings, it's based off of TV. And I think okay. so many more people are streaming. I don't know how Nielsen accounts for streaming. I don't, when I watch it, I stream it. I'm watching it through an internet connection. So I don't know how Nielsen works with that. So I, I guess I'm ignorant to how they account for streaming and viewership for streaming because, and then there's a bunch of people who rip it off too. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of people that rip it off. Um, I mean, in the tens of thousands. So the, obviously none of them are going to get counted, but yeah, they said the viewership was low. Um, I think Tulsa, <clears throat> There was no was there was it hard to get to Tulsa? Were there a lot of direct flights to Tulsa, or was everything a we, connection? We, we flew into we flew we flew into Oklahoma City, and we literally spent a full day traveling. It was a it was a hot mess of a nightmare, you could call it. And uh, same thing on the way home was you know the way home wasn't as bad, but on the way there was really bad. Um, that storm came through, which kind of threw some things off. We, we had the big storm that morning, which delayed us, which like I said caused a problem. 
but even then we still had to drive then, you know, about, it was about an hour and a half, maybe hour and 40 minutes to get there. Yeah. And, you know, we, and we're the, we're the teams. We're supposed to have the best flights, you know, and we did. So that, I don't know if Oklahoma and Oklahoma state having down years affects that at all. I think it's in a weird part of the country. You know, I, yeah. I, I think there's so many places that we could do it that would just, there's so many things that, you know, that I, I laughed when I talked about, I'm glad I'm on the, on the back end of this because, I've been saying since day one, we need to get, a, you know, basketball starts on, I think it's Tuesday, doesn't it? Because they have, they have those playing games on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it's midweek. So they're starting Tuesday. They're, they're playing games all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And in between there, there's some wrestling. And, you know, I, I'm not saying, I know that wrestling has a, a very unique, you know, followers and, and they are probably following it. But what about just the casual fan? Like, uh, well, they're not. Wife? That's what it is. That's what it is. So here, I'll, I'll give you here. I'm going to, this is a great example. Of what girls basketball, what happened to girls basketball. Um, Everybody was mad about the LSU girl trash talking. The girl who doubled her points and is, is a substantially better player than her. I can't remember that girl's name, but I know Caitlin Clark's the Iowa girl. Yeah. And Caitlin Clark is like a mix of Allen Iverson um, and uh, Steph Curry for me, you know, I'm a layman with basketball, but I grew up in the, the Jordan era in the nineties. And I, I was an eighties fan of the uh, Detroit Pistons. Cause that was the media market. I grew up in the Toledo area. You could only get Detroit games. Um, so, so the Caitlin Clark is like a, she's like a hybrid of Steph Curry and Allen Iverson minus dunking over seven foot guys. Right. Yeah. She's, playing, with, yeah. she's playing like her hair's on fire. Yeah. Right. She's a generational player. And a lot of your people that I talked to who are like layman's or casual sports fans were like, man, we really wanted to tune in and see this Iowa girl. The Iowa girl is the one that she's a draw, man. Cause the Iowa girl is like, she's generational. She's like Gable Stevenson. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people will tune in to watch generational athletes who are out of, who are out of your zone. And I, that me personally, Caitlin Clark's the reason she won every, she swept all the awards. Um, she shoots three pointers from almost half court. Um, yeah. she's playing like her hair's on fire. So for me personally, I was black in my woods, splitting wood for most of the first half. And I came in at halftime and I was like, Oh my God, this girl, she's unbelievable. And they weren't playing well. Iowa, you know, they just weren't as good. They weren't as good as yeah. South Carolina who they beat. And then, you know, LSU's just a way better team with way more yeah. talented. They're deeper the whole nine yards. Um, but that person to me was the draw. Caitlin Clark, I forget the girl who is doing the ring thing to her and track. I but yeah. I, hey, I can't wait to come back and talk about her. I gotta look her name up. I gotta but look the, her name up. But that you're going up on tangent about basketball. But at the end of the day, we're, we're saying it's some of the best wrestling yes. that we've ever seen. Yes. But our, but our but our viewership is down. Yes. At least in at least in Oklahoma City, it was down. I don't know. How, like I said, we, we can't figure out TV. We don't know. Tulsa. Tulsa. Said. Tulsa. Oklahoma City was great. Um, Oklahoma City. T Oklahoma, Oklahoma City was yeah, Oklahoma City was great. It was great it for was. me because because Ian Miller was our it was first time All American, so I was very happy. Yeah. Um. And, and but, it, it was a great arena, great place to go. Everything yeah. was right there. Yeah. The crowd was great. Yeah, Tulsa but why don't Tulsa? So first off, Oklahoma City is much easier to get to than Tulsa. Um, yep. Oklahoma City has a major sports franchise with the Thunder, and that's where the arena was. Yep. It was the Chesapeake Energy yep. Center at that time. 
Yeah. Like it's like a T Boone Pickens uh, company he might own that I, yeah. I could do. Um, but everything was right about that. The city center, everything, that everything was easy about about uh, uh, you know, Oklahoma City. But I, I put my foot down on Tulsa. Me personally, why I wasn't there? It's five days. It's Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday night of travel after school. I teach all day. I wouldn't get there till late. Wouldn't get into bed till. And then if I get delayed in Chicago or wherever, that's a mess. Um, wouldn't have been home till Sunday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Then I worked the OAC events. It's five days. That's yeah. a nightmare for me. And I wasn't going to be away from my kids and my wife for five days. I put my foot down on on uh, Tulsa. I just <laughs> I just wasn't doing it. I think if you got a guy like me not going, who goes to, I've been to every one since uh, Omaha, 2010, which wasn't, you know, isn't the easiezest place to get to, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Omaha was probably better than Tulsa. Yeah. You know, but there, there, there's so many, you know, you got Atlanta, which Georgia wrestling is, is, is getting better and better every year. Yeah. Why agree. Don't we do it in Atlanta? agree. Why don't we do it in Orlando where the weather's nice? We'd be outside, you know, right there. We don't, it's just crazy to me. Why travel's easy. Travel's yeah. easy to those places that you're saying. Yeah. Atlanta's yeah. the Delta hub. Yeah. I mean, Orlando, I mean, you're, what you're saying yeah. is like, yeah. yes. And then you're drawing a new market of some casuals, but yeah. Hey, what if it's yeah. 500? What if it's 500 people? It's more than you would have got in uh, Tulsa. Tulsa. It's, only, it's only diehards there. The casual yeah. Oklahoma is just, they don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm so wrong then, all the time. I can't wait to come back and talk about this LSU girl, though, because it's an NIL yeah. thing. I can't wait. Well, we 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 also need to get it away from – we need to either have our national tournament the week before or we do it the week up, the week after the national – the basketball tournament. It's, it's really easy, man. This isn't hard. Like, I've been saying this for – I've been the coach for – that coach for 20 years, whatever, 20-some years – I've been saying this for longer than that. Why are we wrestling the, the championship the first week of the back? I'm a sports fan. I love sports. I love, I, I watch, I don't watch as much now basketball, but when I was, when I was younger, I'd go have, you know, go out with my buddies, me and my, watch the first, you know, watch basketball. Now yeah. we're just, we're just taking away viewership somewhere. Yeah. We are, there's no doubt. Why don't we get it away from there? And this isn't that hard to do. Our season's too damn long. The, the, you know, Penn State, their guys are wrestling maybe 20 matches if they're lucky. Yeah. Well, he does it real smart. They don't wrestle a bunch of unnecessary stuff. No. And then when you do the Big Ten season, when it hits like January, sometimes they have like one December Big Ten meet, right, match. Yeah. yeah. And then the Midlands and then, right. And then yeah. they then go to Midlands. Then, yeah. And then there's like the eight week, uh, eight to 10 week Big Ten season where it's, yeah. they do a Friday, Sunday, Sundays. and then sometimes a Saturday or Friday, Saturday, occasionally, but maybe yeah. it's a Friday, Sunday. And he doesn't grind them too hard. And those guys are all thoroughbred. So yeah, that's, like, I mean, that's different, but, but we don't, you know, we don't like, we don't need our season doesn't need to be as long. And let's take away one of the holidays, you know, wrestling in between Thanksgiving, in between yeah. Christmas, let's just wait until after Thanksgiving until we start, you know, there's so many, it's just, it, I think it's so easy, but it's like, we all complain about it. We all, we all, you know, as coaches, we don't, we, we want to, we try to fix, we try to fix and all of a sudden our season's over and we're so into everything else, recruiting, spending, like trying to figure out how much our, our daughters have grown and, and yeah. what, you know, what, what they're doing now because the season's over, but you, you, you don't want to deal with it. And then all of a sudden we're right back at the, right back in the heat of it. And 
man, we're doing the exact same thing another year in a row. It, it, until, like I said, I, I'm I'm at the the end part of it, you know. So I don't my I don't have my foot's in the fight for those things. But man, someone's got to get in there and say this is and this is what we need to do and just change a few things, tweak a yeah. few things here and there, and it'd be the sport would be so much it'd be so much better as an all around thing. National championship, the length of our season, maybe injuries would be down. There's so many things that could be amazing by it. You talk yeah. about NLI. What if now you might know this more than anyone? The NLI that uh, the guy from uh, Cal Poly is getting. A- any truth to that? Do you hear? 250K? <laughs> He's Bernie, Br- Bernie? Bernie Trucks? Bernie, yes, Trucks. Yeah, Bernie Trucks. Uh, I'm hearing 250K from Iowa, um, but I hear. For one year, right? Yeah, one for year? one year. And it's like a bidding war, I'm hearing between two Big Ten schools. You know, nobody yeah, wants to name names, right? Um, obviously it's Iowa and Penn state are the ones that we hear. Okay. Um, I don't know that confirmed or not. I'm just telling you what I read on Twitter and I can't sit here and I don't know, but everybody, those, what two teams got the most money that are investing the most in wrestling? Well, the teams who take gold and silver every, about every other year. Um, I think that's a pretty safe bet to point at them. But once again, I don't know that confirmed. I mean, it's unconfirmed, but yeah, I'm hearing that, uh, 250k and then they're bringing gable steveson back for the open i saw that did you see that no is he, is he wrestling he's wrestling in the open he's yeah. entered he's entered and then um i believe he has a covid year so he could come back next year and do a covid year <laughs> but i don't hey once again we don't even know most of that we don't even know what guys got years left and who don't yeah because of the covid thing and when it when will the I know that my my nephew Wyatt's year, he's a 2021 grad of high school. Yeah. When the 2021 guys are seniors, all the COVID guys should be cleared out, right? Yeah. I think this year there were yeah, you're right. They all should be, but I think there's a lot of people that after seeing some things this year that know that six years is just too much. You know, if you the way you guys train, you guys train, there's nothing. Listen, listen. There it is not, it is not a mistake that your high level elite guys and a lot of your grinder guys go and make a big impact in Bellator professional fight league PFL, uh, that one FC, the, the Asian promotion and obviously the UFC. It's not a mistake that those guys go and make a splash the way they do. They're grinding the way you got, and you're doing the 20, anywhere from 20 to 23 weigh-ins. Yeah. You're, you have guys that are weighing more, weighing in more in a season gym. Than, than the average MMA fighter ever weighs in in their entire career. Yeah, I know. So I know. The, and, and, and you guys are doing it on an hour and a two-hour weigh-in. Yeah, it's I know. Insane. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that is why those guys, you know, the sixth and seventh-year guys, it's really hard to do what those guys are doing because you're doing it at such a high freaking yeah. level and the amount of pounding and how you guys train and, you know, it's it's really hard. I mean, here, let's just look at this. Look at Dom Demas. Look at Dom Demas. Dom Demas was an All-American, fourth as a freshman, right, in Pittsburgh in 2019. He goes to Cal Poly, makes a couple different moves. That guy's a freak, right? He did a lot of that on freakness. He upset a lot of guys. He got in as an alternate. Yeah. But look, I think he still won two or three matches, right? Yeah. But he's in the fifth year, the sixth year. You know what I mean? Look where he's at. Look where he's at, Jim. Yeah. And it's like a guy like that who's a mutant. Think about that. That guy 
isn't still able to blow everybody off their feet and inside trip everybody and do all these uchimatas and crazy judo throws because it beats him down. It wears you down. And eventually guys figure it out and you've been on the block and you've watched this. Some of these guys are watching him when we're there in high school. Some were in freshman in high school watching this guy and then wrestling him at the NCAA tournament. Think about that. Yeah. It's wild, man. It's wild. And to what, to do what you do and what your guys or your athletes do, I just don't think people get it. I just, yeah. I, I just don't think they get it. It is. It's wild for me. It What's wild for me is there's guys in their mid thirties and forties and mid forties who wrestle every day. Still, I think Casey Cunningham still wrestles every day. He's got to be in his mid thirties, if not late. 30s. No, no, no. Casey Cunningham's probably 46 years old. 47. Okay, I was going to say, think yeah, about it. Old. Think about it. that guy wrestles every day. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's a little different wrestling too. When you're coaching like that, you know, but I understand what you're saying. No, I mean, that guy had his shoulder done like in the last year or two. That's yeah. amazing what that guy's doing. Yeah. Lee, Lee Pritz. Lee Pritz is 50 years old. Lee Pritz still wrestles a bunch. Yeah. I mean, that's wild to me that those guys can still strap up three, four, five days a week. Coach Sanderson. Coach Sanderson can wrestle every day if he wants to. Think about that. And he's one of the greatest to ever do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's real wild. smart. Edit. Yeah. He's real smart. No. And then if a guy beats him up, he makes it so that guy never ever wants to wrestle him again. <laughs> Think about what he does. Think about what he does if he's wrestling Bo Nickel and Bo Nickel does some crazy Bo Nickel thing to him. He probably yeah. just beats the tar out of him, strangles him, and then Bo Nickel won't wrestle him anymore. You're Think about fun. that. Think yeah. about that. Let's talk about Kansas State wrestling and we can get on to all this crazy talk. All right. So let's talk about six years senior. He came back from Massachusetts, 125 pounder. Jake Ferry, he draws two All-Americans at the NCAA tournament this year. He is, was it Brandon Courtney? And then he got Kaler of Oregon State, right? He got two Pac-12 yeah. guys. Back to back, yep. He that's got a upset tough draw. Yep, that's a tough draw. That, yeah, but he, he's, he's a great kid, did a great job. Couldn't be happier he made it. Um, you know, with that, you, you talk about Cody Kamar. Cody Kamar, so the last two national tournaments that he was at, he pretty much wrestled his way into him. He, did, he didn't bring a spot and he was in the exact same situation this year. And it, it is what it is. It's, it's, it, that's the type of wrestler is. The funny thing about it was, is if you look at it, he actually wrestled the, he wrestled the kid who, who was in the finals, the first match. And then he wrestled the one, or he wrestled the one seed. No, he wrestled the, the two seed. Cause he was the seventh seed in the first match that kid made to the finals. And then he, he won some matches. And then the two seed, got upset and fell on him. And really the two C got upset in a, in a horribly officiated match. We ought to be in, you know, it's, it, there's a few embarrassing things that happened at our tournament refereeing wise. There was a situation where a kid was out of bounds, shoulders up, time was out and they called him for a pin. It was like one of those ones where we all look around and what's this ref doing. And then, you know, the, the coach did the same thing. Everyone's like, yeah, this would be like everybody on the side watching it was like, yeah, let's be taken back. And I was watching because I want to see who Cody had to wrestle next. You know, and it was either it was either the one seed, which I'm hoping he didn't win, or it was uh, the kid from uh, George Mason who ended up taking second because he, he won that match. And, you know, at some point, George Mason was in seated, if I'm, I don't correct, if I'm correctly. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, this, this, this you know, so the crowd was yelling because he had him. And, and Pappas had like an eight to two lead or eight to one lead. It was the end of the second period. And the guy called him like a, with a, with a six-pointer. And then they called a pin. And everyone's like, yes, we take it back. No big deal. The ref goes there. And 
And, you know, all of a sudden the ref comes around, the match is over, it's final. And everyone's like, what, what are you talking about? Every coach there, I would say, including George Mason coach, knew that it wasn't a pin and that it should have been not called. And it got called. And it was like, what are we doing? Like, we can't get this right. Everyone why, sees it. And, and, why are you so uh, – you, you don't fear criticizing officials. I know there's a lot of people that when, when you and I talk about the officials and we talked about the fight and we talked about the crazy fight that happened at the Mid-American Conference Tournament. Yep. Um, I just watched a crazy one with that Killian Cardinal and that Unger dude from, yep. from Cornell, lat drop, and he, he had back points. They didn't call it. I, and they, they reviewed it. And they still didn't get it right. You know, and, and Killian Cardinal is a tough customer. There's no question. But I think that Unger had that. And he had – he had uh, I think he had cylinder. I think his foot floated and was in the cylinder. But hundred percent. We've talked about this. Why are you never in fear of that? Why are you? Why don't you care about it? Criticizing the officials because everybody else seems to care a whole lot. Why don't you care? I, I it isn't that I don't care. I do care. And I, I it isn't that I, I criticize them. I just I don't know how we can't get it right. At the end of the day, like, you know, I'll give you another example. Is that we wrestled so our one four our, our you know. Lewis Noel, I don't think we've talked since the MAC tournament, have we? We talked they, after the MAC tournament. So, yeah, so Lewis Noel cut down to 41. He wrestled the number one seed in the first match. 133 he cut down to. He cut to 33. Lewis Noel came and he wrestled the number one seed, and he was beating him the whole match. And there was a point when I challenged it. So the very first match of the tournament, I challenged because there was no way that our guy didn't get back points. At the end of the day, they didn't call it. They took my, my – my, you know, I lost one, one throw already. And so it happened in the middle match. And not that I don't care about it, but it's like, man, that's horrible. Uh, you know, what, what didn't I see where that I, I thought for sure I saw. So at that point, you know, as I'm, as I'm waiting, I grabbed my, my statistician's iPad. I got to right where I was at. They're looking at it. And I said, they're not counting. One, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000 up. There's no doubt that it was two for me. I don't know what they're looking at different than I look at. If it's a, if it's a pride thing or if it's, you know, my thing is, I got no problem. Like, if I, if I think I'm right, I'm right until someone tells me I'm wrong. But if I could, it's right there in front of me. Or if, Zeb, you can prove it to me. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm not right. I'm wrong. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty, I think, if it's in front of me, I, I want to make the, I want to say the right thing. I want to do the right thing. I want to, I want to have the right information to people. If I'm wrong, all right, I'm wrong. But if someone can tell me what I'm wrong with, I'll be more than happy to say, you're right. You're right. I was wrong. It seems like our officials are the complete opposite. It's like, it's like this. They are, they're never wrong, and, and they can't make a wrong call. And then they go and check their own wrong call, and they aren't going to switch it. What's the purpose of it all? Lewis Noel should have been in the finals, should have been a MAC champ. He got screwed because some official didn't want to make the right call. I have no idea why. I'll, 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 I'll upload it next. We can have people watch it. It was definitely two back points. He lost by a point. That kid went on to win the tournament. Lewis Noel came back, took third in the background. The kid who took second, I think Lewis beats easy. You know, he's going to the national tournament as a guy that, that, that should have. But then that never happened, in my opinion, because we got officials just, just they can't seem to get it right. Why am I not worried about it? Because at the end of the day, I want our athletes to get it right. Like I said, I had no, I had nothing in the fight when Cody Kamara's guy was going. All, everybody that was standing, all the coaches that were standing there watching that match, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be turned. It was, it was just a bad call. The ref didn't hear the whistle, he knew the clock because the crowd were at, were at their school, and they still can't get it right. It's like, man, that's not fair to that, that to, to whoever it was the, um, it was the. I want to say the rider guy, maybe. No, no, it was Peter Pappas. Because Pappas fell on him, wasn't it? That's you're talking one. You're talking forty nine. 
49 yeah, whoever, uh, whoever, whoever the Edinburgh guy was that fell on the number one seed. Yeah, he qu- he qualified though. Hundred percent qualified. But in the, on the back end of it, if that kid doesn't, you know, if the kid wins it, like the, if if the call doesn't doesn't stand, the number one seed continues to win the match. We get a guy that's unseated. We wrestle him. Now all of a sudden, our next match, we're wrestling, go to the national tournament. Now Cody Kumar has a chance because yeah. it's a guy that that he's right with. It's not someone that that you know, not the number one or number two seed. And yeah. like I said, take take the fight out of it with my guys. I just want the right guy to win, man. That's all. Just let's get it right. You just want it right. I, I get it. You just want it right. That's you all. want what's right, what's right, what's wrong, what's wrong. Make the right call. I think that's the biggest thing we're all looking for, right? Yep, that's um, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think that they mess. They have, and the thing about it is they have the opportunity to fix it. Yeah. That yep. is the most yep. maddening thing about it. How about the Ian Miller uh, situation? How, how did that make you feel when, when they told you, when they did the Ian Miller thing, that they oh. said that you didn't put your flag up? They said yep. some technicality, and they literally made a clerical error, and they couldn't fix it. How wild was it, that? It, and, and if you, and like you said, not many people know this, but minutes before Ian Miller went on the mat, Mikey De Palma threw his headgear. And like I said, at that time, I had seven, we had seven guys in the national tournament. We had two All-Americans. Um, no, it was actually, uh, what's his name through his headgear? Uh, Max McGuire threw his headgear because he had lost. Got it. We'd already been warned once. They called me up to, you know, they, you know at the national tournament, they, they call you up. They don't call you up anymore. Now they, they send you a text. But years ago, they call the, the, the coach up and they, they tell you how many warnings you have. They called me up minutes before even me and Miller match. So Jim Anderson, please, head, you know, of Kent State, please report to the head table. They said one more one more penalty and you're out of the tournament for the whole, for, 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 you know, the head coach gets removed from the tournament. We, it was, we already had three, right? Cause things, you know, we had, we had the guys that were upset that they didn't win. So they said one more and you're done. You, you cannot coach anymore. So now all of a sudden I'm sitting in the corner and I was just warned, told if I, if I do one more thing wrong and I'm telling the ref, you got the score wrong. And they're like, sit down or, or you're going to get a penalty point. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to throw this tournament. I'm never going to be able to coach. I went and sat down. Then Matt does the same thing. And we knew we were right. Everyone knew we were right. And everyone's like, well, why don't you keep him on the mat? I don't know if people knew this. Ian Miller went directly from wrestling to throwing up. So, like, he was throwing up. At some point, everyone's pushing him off the mat because they don't want him throwing him from the mat. Is that, you know, whose fault is that? And everyone knew it. Everybody in the building knew it, except I think most of the, the uh, Cornell people knew it. They were just so loud and so excited because they were in a title hunt. That they yeah. just like were yelling over the officials. It was the most crazy thing. Like I said, in all my years, I don't know if anything has been that crazy for me. But at the end of the day, it's just it, it, it's like, why can't we get it right? That's all. That's that's one of the reasons why, too, I think I'm so passionate. Well, because first off, you know, you know the Cornell the people. You know the Cornell people knew. Oh, they knew. The score, first off, they're Cornell people. They're <laughs> Ivy Leaguers. Ian said the biggest thing he remembers is like Kyle Dake was sitting in the front row and he's like, get him out there. Let's wrestle. Yeah. Of yep. course they knew. Of course they knew yep. the situation. And I mean, whatever, I guess they got a guy who got an say finalist. Good for them. But um, <laughs> I mean, the right, it was never, you know, the kid like Ian Miller don't care. I mean, he's still, I mean, I, people still say, bring it up to him. And he's just like, hey, whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And yeah, Ian is one of those guys that, you know, like I, I wrestled freaking 30 years ago and I still have some resentment of things. You're like, man, I wish I could have done this different. Ian does, Ian's good with it. And that's, that's good. actually, that's a really, really good thing to be, you know. It's actually healthy. It's really healthy. It's, yeah. 
I'm 51 years old in those matches. I want to go back and re-wrestle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Didn't so. you wrestle Joe Williams in the round of 12? I wrestled Joe Williams in the round of 12 the year he didn't take, you know, he didn't win it. So uh, I wrestled him. And actually, this is, you know, back then, first of all, there's a bunch of things. So I was ranked eighth going into the MAC tournament. I got upset. So at that time, they only seated eight guys. We was either eight or 10 guys. But eight. It was match, only eight then. It was okay. eight. So, you know, and, you know, you know, someone else would have got someone else in the Big Ten got upset. So I, if I would have won my conference, I probably would have had to be like, you know, they, they always try to slide other people in there. I think I would have had to be at least the back then there was only like one or two people that actually ranked, you know, and did all that. So if I was the eighth ranked guy, I think I would have had to have been seated at least eight, maybe even seven or six. Someone got upset. I don't remember the tournament that well, but I got upset in my, my conference. So at that point, I actually got a wild card back then because they did it completely different. You, you know, it's totally different. So it was considered a wild card, even though I was ranked eighth in the country, it was still a wild card. So I, I was unseated. So I get drawn and I get a blind draw. I end up getting Pat Smith, who was a four-time master champ, the first match. Wrestle him. I wrestled two matches after that. Um, one of the kids was from Southwest Missouri that was an All-American the year before. The other kid was from Nebraska, was a year an All-American the next year. I beat both those guys. And my next match was against Joe Williams. Went out there. He tried like a duck and I hit him with a, a, a headlock. Ended up going, getting to the mat, getting a swipe. Back then, my, my coach actually took a penalty point because he's like, you, you swipe twice. Why? You know, I was wrestling Iowa. It was Iowa and Oklahoma State for the for, for the championship, and it was a close race. It was one of the years that Oklahoma actually won it. And my coach was yelling and screaming, and then I didn't get two, and I should have got two, two. I ended up eventually getting pinned with like four seconds left because I tried something at the very end down by one. Um, but if I get back points, you know, it's a totally different match. I maybe win against Joe Williams. End of the day. You know, it is what it is. To, but I still have some resentment of, man, if I just would have squeezed harder, I would have, I, I could have been there. But it happened so fast. I, I got it, and, and it was it was a loose head headlock. So I didn't get it. At the end of the day, it, it is what it is. But I still have some resentment. You know, I'm still like, man, I wish I could have done that. Where I don't think Ian has an ounce of that, which is none, really, really helpful. None of it. <laughs> really, really helpful. No, yeah, he. I don't think he cares even a little bit. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, and it's like <laughs> I coached him this summer. He wrestled Richie Lewis. Richie Lewis is a freak, dude. And Richie Lewis, Lewis is younger than him. And that guy's super dangerous. And he he just picked the guy apart, man. Yeah. And you could tell he still wrestles every day. And Richie Lewis probably could have just punched him and knocked him out. I'm glad he didn't because he's in <laughs> Bellator now. And that guy's a freak. You know what I mean? But, like, yep. he was not ever in any danger with the guy. It was like – but you can tell he still wrestles every day. But oh, yeah. I think he's probably just happy to wrestle every day and happy to be coaching wrestling at the Division One level. and. Yeah. Good for him, right? And they're doing a good job down there in uh, Boone, North Carolina. So, giddy up. Um, I want to talk about your seniors, though. I want to talk about, you know, you're losing Jake Ferry. You're losing Cody Kamara. Um, Bates. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis Noel. Lewis is not coming back. No, Lewis is done. He's a, he's graduated. already has a job. Okay. Bates, Cover. Bates, Michael Fair. Okay. Uh, Coniglia. Um. We have we have eight, we have eleven seniors graduating or graduating this year that are all graduating, moving on. Michael Fair, the viral illegal cutback against Cleveland State. Was it illegal or not? Yes or no? I hundred percent it was illegal. You threw the brick, didn't you? Oh yeah, I had to. Yeah, yeah. so you thought it was he, illegal. He never wrestled again. Like that. No, he's done. It, it ended his career. Ended his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah we should be teaching more cutbacks. Good call. Yeah. 
So what are people doing, man? What are people doing with that stuff where they're trying to do the crazy thing and buckle the leg? I don't know what they're doing. He's just a freshman. He was just going. He's just. I know that guy. Now, first off, the CSU guy, I don't fault him. The CSU guy's just wrestling real hard. He's wrestling hard, yeah, hundred percent. But people are defend. People are defending that technique, and I'm like, come on, stop it, stop it. They put put this way. They put that rule in place for that situation. Correct. Might not have been a, a like he might not have gotten an error, but he still still did the cutback. And he wasn't trying to hurt him. He was just trying to score, which he did, which yeah. he would have. At the, at the end of the day, that's why the rule's in place, so you don't do that to your opponent. They love because they leave their feet, and it buckles that person's leg with all of their leg. All, yes. Both of, both people's leg is all on one yeah. leg, and it buckles the leg. Yeah. It, you, you know, actually, he's pretty lucky when, when we, like, we go back and watch the next-hand tape, and I thought it was broken. Yeah, it was an upper ankle sprain. It, you know, he just couldn't wrestle anymore. But he, my guy got lucky that it wasn't worse than it was. Ultimately. Yeah, he didn't need a surgery or anything, right? No, no. Yeah, but his yeah. career is over. Career is over. Career uh, is over. So, so having all the guys that you had, all those seniors, Cover, we talked about Cover. Cover placed in the Mid American Conference. Yep. He leaves Kent State with a graduate degree in education and sports. Well, he has an education undergraduate. I believe he has a sports uh, manager. A, sports management degree for his master's. What's it like knowing that you bring a guy like that in who's a Columbus guy who could easily try and walk on at Ohio State, but he comes to Kent State, he takes a chance on you guys. He's leaving with two degrees. What's it like having a Jacob Cole? Two degrees. He got one B minus his entire career and two majors. Just great great, great to have. Didn't win a lot of matches for us, but he did everything else better than anybody we've ever had. So take away the wrestling part, and he did it better than anyone that's ever been at Kent State as far as the academics, as far as the leadership, as far as the community service, as far as anytime I needed something, I could call on him to get it done. As far as he, he won multiple awards within our athletic department for, for, you know, for as far as the, he, he won the um, Merle Wagner award, a lot, a lot of awards that are out there. Did it better than anyone that, than any wrestler that won any wrestling accomplishments, which like I said, he's a great kid. He's a great kid. He'll be very successful. doesn't matter what he goes in. He's going to be a teacher, but, he decides to switch and be very successful in whatever he does. See, when you talk about Jacob Cover like that, I obviously wasn't the student that guy was, but I tried to show up every day, do everything you did, get a degree. You know what I mean? Everything you'd want someone to be, an employee to be, a wrestler to be. Like, I love hearing that, right? But it's more and more increasingly not really about getting a degree as much anymore. And that's where we're at with the name, image, likeness. And I, and I, and listen, I'm going to let you talk about your other seniors, but I'm going to come and talk about um, what the LSU girl, Angel Reese, I, I Googled her because I couldn't remember her name. Um, I'm going to tell you what she said in her press conference. We'll come back to your seniors, but I want you to think about this. She said, why would I want to go to the WNBA when I'm going to take a pay cut? And you and I talked about this. I yep. believe I believe a lot of those NFL guys who are at Alabama – Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, when they go into their rookie contract, what's happening to some of them, Jim? They're losing money because they're they taking a pay out. cut. They're yeah. literally taking a pay cut. That is it. When you and your brother told me that, your brother called me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and we talked about that. Big Joe called me. Um, we got a surprise in the works for you, Big Jim. Don't don't okay. don't tell him. Don't tell him. But Anyhow, you know, we were just talking about it, and it's like wild to think that there are people. This Angel Reese girl, the one that was doing the the thing and the what a show, the this thing. Yeah. Um, first off, that's fine. Her team won. She, I think she can do that. You know, yeah. she can do that. I mean, she kind of like 
it was cringy a little bit because she was kind of uh, almost chasing the girl around because I think the girl just did this for like a five the game six, before. Yeah, the game uh two games before. I think. Yeah, two games. Lead eight, whatever. Um, but that one girl's the draw. The girl, yeah. other girl's the draw, not uh Angel Reese isn't the draw. Now Angel Reese is the draw though, because she got yeah. a big media tour. So you know what? Good on Angel Reese, right? But let's so let's get to it's not about the Jacob Covers anymore, though. No, it's not, not about it's, it's not about the Zeb Millers anymore. At, at schools, it is at schools like us, it is though. Like okay. we're never gonna be able to offer these NLIs. It's about getting a degree and 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 teaching kids to to be able to do the right things and to become men in a matter of in four to five years. And and with that, so we have a kid on our team, I won't say names and and uh, one of the assistant coaches came up and goes, yeah, this kid doesn't think you like him. And I'm like, well, it isn't that I don't like him, but he's a freshman. His grades are bad. He doesn't work hard. What's, you know, what's there to like about him, I guess, is the, what I said, said to my assistant. He goes, yeah, but you don't want a kid to think you like him. I go, 100%. I go, I go I, I, it isn't that I don't like a kid. I, there's not a kid on, on our team I, I don't like. So I brought this kid over. The, actually, yesterday, I brought him over, and I said, listen, one of the coaches said that, told me that you think I don't like you. And I go, I'm at the point in my life where I don't want anyone not to like me. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I don't want to waste energy on not liking people. I said, I love everyone on this team. I want everyone to be really, really successful. Have I not gotten to know you? No. Have I, have I, am I a little frustrated with you? 100%. I said, I, I know your parents raised you better than, than what, what your grades are. And I know you can work harder than what you're doing in this room. And from there we talked a little bit and I said, you know, you look at a guy like Jacob, Jacob Cover. He does everything right. He probably won 25% of the matches that he wrestled in. But I love Jacob Cover. Like, you'll never, like, Jacob Cover is a guy that I will do anything for if he calls me. If he needs something, I will call, I will, I will drop what I'm doing and do it for him because I think he would do that for me. And I said, there's a relationship that we built over five years that didn't, wasn't based on winning or losing. And everyone thinks coaches are about if your kid wins. Jacob Cover didn't win many matches for me at all. <laughs> you know, he, he didn't, he didn't, that, that wasn't part of the, the relationship we had, but Jacob Cover would have done anything that I asked him to do to make our team better and, and, and to make him better. If he thought that if, if I said, I need you to do this, he might in the back of his head go, this guy's crazy. I don't want to do it, but he would have tried to do it. There's no doubt in my mind he would have tried to do it. And I said, and you're not there yet. Like, you know, when I, when I get on you for doing things the wrong way, you, you know, you usually mumble on somebody as you're walking away from me. I go, I go, I've been doing this a lot longer. I know what you need to do to get better, and you're not doing it right now. And I go, if you, this isn't, I go, you might never win a match for me, but if you do everything I ask you to do, we're going to have a great relationship. And I said, and it's more than just the wrestling and practice, it's the schoolwork, and, you know, his grades are really bad. And I go, so there's so much more about this than just, than just winning matches and losing matches and me liking people, not liking people. I, I go, I want to be able to respect you as a, as a person. I don't respect how you're doing what we brought in here to do so far. And at that point, you know, the conversation went on for like 20 minutes. And he talked a little bit. I talked at the end of it. He goes, Coach, I, I want to thank you very much for having that conversation with me. And he shook my hand. And it's like the first time he's ever, like, it was like a manly thing. He reached out. And I go, let's just do it the right way from now on. And everything will be great between us. And he goes, I'm going to do, do everything I can to, to, to be great here. And I said, perfect. And that was the end of it. And like I said, everyone thinks that being great is about wins and losses. When really, and it's really the, it's really the least of what, at this point in my career, I'm worried about, which might sound, you know, might, people are like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, I, like I, I won, I won at the high, like, Justin Killer won the, the biggest match that he could win for me. Um, we, we won the, we won a conference title. Um, we won at the national tournament. 
And at this point, man, I, I like guys like Cove are what, what my career is all about because just watching him do everything that we ask him to do is, is a pretty amazing thing, in my opinion. Without questioning, without without a bat of the eye, he would have done it. And Jake Jake Ferry is the same thing. Cove or uh, um, Cody Kamara is pretty close to being the same thing. He's a little bit different in some areas. I mean, might ask a few more questions than Jake would or than Jake and and Cove would have. But like all three of those guys, it's just great where they're at as people. And and uh, you know, I I, I tell I tell I make fun of the the um, Cody Kamara family. I make fun of the Jake Ferry family saying, man, your sons are both going home with, with graduate degrees and no one will, it'll be the smartest guys in the town. And they both, they both <laughs> laugh and write. And they come from little tiny towns in, in Western PA and, and uh, Jake's in, in Rhode Island, I believe. And it's just Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts. And he's around a bunch of plumber blue collar people and he's going to have a master's degree. So congratulations yeah. to them. Jim. Here's a here's a, a a quote. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and Joes. Is that <laughs> you know, true? Is that true? At my at this point, Mike, where it is, you know, which it is, you know, I just it's just so about watching people do all the right things and, and regardless of the wins and losses. And I really enjoy that at this point. And think about it. You got guys like your Dustin Kilgore's out there. He's on the uh, you know police. He's in training right now for the uh, Colorado Springs. Police department. I mean, that guy. No, he's, he's, he's police. He's already got. He's already police made. officer. But I think he's in SWAT. I think he's going to SWAT though. I know that's the goal. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yep, he's a police okay. officer. Now he's in the SWAT program. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I, I believe that's what it is. But you got a guy like that. He's got two young daughters. You know, he just lost his dad. Dustin's finding out what it is to be a man right now. I mean, you know, he's out in yep. Colorado Springs. Him and his wife moved out there. You know, he was at the Olympic Training Center, then at the Air Force Academy. Now he's moved on. He's got two young daughters. Think about that. Think about like if that guy looks back to his time at Kent State of dealing with difficult situations and then going into the, you know, the world team when he was on the ladder for the world team and all the things that he gained from that, the perspective he has. I think that, you yep, know, that, that guy, that guy takes a lot from that. Um, yep. You've got the Keith Witts of the world, right? Keith Witts. I love Keith Witt. I believe he's down in Columbus working for produce company, right? You got guys like that who are, they, they, you know, Nick Bedleon coaching at Ryder does a great job. Um, Mike De Palma, George Mason, Ian Miller. I, I, if you would have told me 10 years ago, these guys would be doing what they're doing. I'd have laughed in your face. Yeah. I'd have been like, Kilgore's a lunatic. No way. Mike, Ian, he can't even keep the bottle caps out of his throat. I mean, I mean, Mike De Palma, I remember after he had his shoulder surgery, he lived at my house. He was the only person living there sleeping on. I'd go check on him. He'd sleep on the lazy boy every day. He yeah. didn't wake up for two weeks or function, you know, yeah. like these guys are, they're in a pretty good space. They're in pretty good yes. spots. I'm proud of them. Yeah. You know? 100%. Um, I love to see it. Um, and every, everybody, you know, we're coming back for the, uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler, Nick Demas coming into town. Yes. And, uh, scholarship auction you know what i mean it's like we're talking name image likeness penn state and iowa aren't having a scholarship auction ohio state is not having a scholarship auction michigan no. is not nebraska they're not having scholarship auctions right they're just yeah. they're not they're just not and it's kent state is what it is but man you guys have done pretty good with what you've got and who you've got i think 100 you got the north you got a two-time all-american from northwestern leaving for some NLI money to go to Michigan. You got a two-time All-American from Minnesota leaving to go to 
Um, Penn State, I'm sure there's, I'm sure both those guys are getting more than just what it costs to go to school. <laughs> um, can, at this know, point, though, can, I, can we blame? I don't blame, I don't, I'm sorry. You know, I, at some point, I don't really blame them, but it like sucks. How's that sound? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I agree. With that. I don't the blame them. Don't, it just sucks. It sucks. It sucks that we've gotten this far. Yeah. I think. It, you it, got, you know, do you guys stand a chance? Does anybody, do the mid-majors stand a chance in this environment? I think, I think that, I think that here's, here's what, you know, here's what we talk about all the time. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a coach and this all came because of the NLI and, and first off, that's national letter of intent. This is name, image, likeness, yes. NIL. NI, NI. My Sorry. Idea. Sorry. I got to correct you. I'm dyslexic. I know. So, so, you know, this all came about because of that. And then, they, then you know, then they, they pick up the, the transfer rule and, and everyone's screaming, well, coaches can leave whenever they want. And we're going to certain coaches, but I can't leave whenever I want. I, I can't leave whenever I want. Like people think I can just get up and leave. I'm in a contract. If Oklahoma came to me and said, hey, we want you to be the next head coach. Yes, I could go there, but I have to pay to get out of my contract. So I have to buy, like there's a, a remaining part of my contract I have to buy now. If I'm savvy enough, like most of these coaches or the football coaches, they are either paying it because they're making so much more or they're getting the school to pay for it. I would assume that if Oklahoma was coming after me, I would say, listen, I'm going to contract you and get me out of it. And they would because they're that type of school. They have enough money. They're a power but five. Let's say I just wanted to – what's that? They're a power five. They're a power five school. But at the end of the day, I still have a, a contract that I'm in and, and someone has to buy me out of it, correct? Yeah. And like I said, we can talk about this because I, you know, it, it's a fact what's happening. Enrique Maguia is in the transfer portal. We've given him around $50,000 over a two year period for scholarship. He's now just getting up and going somewhere else. So probably end up at a, probably a max school, I would imagine, something like he's in. He's leaving. I couldn't just, uh, you know, if, if something happens at Central Michigan and, and Tom Burley leaves, I couldn't get, I just couldn't even get that job because I'm in a contract. So we say coaches can leave, but coaches can't leave. My thing is, at some point, hopefully the NCAA can say, listen, coaches don't leave just freely. If, if, you know, we gave, we gave a kid 50000 or $50,000, and he's just getting up and going somewhere else because something wasn't right. Like I said, there's many, many situations with Enrique. It just isn't as simple as a scholarship. And, he, and I, don't, I don't believe it's NLI money. He's certain he's after, but he's still just able to leave. That's an issue to me. That's a, a serious issue to me that, that this is where we're at. And you know, if if he was leaving for an NLI deal and and to go so much, at least I could say, all right, I understand what he's doing. I don't even understand what Rick is doing as far as, as, as you know. We have the conversation I had with him, but in his mind, he thinks that leaving is the best thing for him, and, and God bless him. I don't agree with him, and I, I can have that. Um, but at some point, kids can just leave, and, and there's nobody being held responsible for anything anymore. I want you to think about this. If I try and get out of a contract or a, a, an administrator tries to get, this is education, right? Education, yep. They can actually, the school you leave can go after your uh, license. That's a, did exactly you, correct. Did you know that? I knew it. Well, I have a lot of teachers in the family, so I did know that. You have to that's, fill out your contract. That's wild to me. Yep, yep. That, hey, we're not talking about something where there's all these six-figure contracts, man. No. Right? We're talking about something where the base pay at my school is forty-two thousand something, right? I mean, 
I know a lot of districts don't really do that. They don't go after but they could. They could. They, they could. could. And it's just like most of those schools, whenever Oklahoma's got to buy someone's car, it's nothing to them. Yep. It's nothing to them. And one of the things to do is, as a person, we always want to know the why. My AD is, you know, talks about the why. Like, why is something happening? And, and he believes that nowadays it's our responsibility to answer the why, you know, especially in education. So when kids ask him why or when coaches come up and ask him why, it's his responsibility to give a why and to, to make us understand it. Not that we agree with it, but make us understand it. When McNally walked into my office and he told me what he told me, I sat back and I go, damn it, he's right. Like, McNally wanted to leave and he, he didn't have an upper weight coach. Um, he felt that going to a Big Ten school would be, would be better. Um, like I said, he listed a bunch of things. And I'm like, as bad, as wrong as I, 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 I was, as hurt as I was, as much as I didn't want it to happen, I understand, I understood it as, as a person. I understood, I understand what he was doing. Yeah. And at the end of the conversation, I said to him, if you can't find what you're looking for, we'd love to have you back. I believe we're going to get an upper weight coach back. I believe we'll have more scholarship because at some point I had to cut scholarship. I believe I cut some of his a little bit. He wasn't getting as much as he possibly could have. He could have got more somewhere I else. I think, but everybody, they cut your, with COVID, they cut your scholarships from 9.9 to 5, didn't they? Yes. So, so everybody so had to get money back, didn't they? Yes. You know, he, he was still, he was on, a, you know, we had to cut his. So he wasn't on as much as, was. so I understood what his, what his issues yeah. were. His why was him. pretty, why he was leaving was very defined and in a box in black and white. And he came in and, like I said, at the end of the day, it didn't work out for him. And some of the things that I told him, I, I felt were going to happen. And they happened to him. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. When Enrique came and told me, I said, Enrique, I'm not going to be good with this unless you give me the why. Like, explain to me the why. And I go, I'll give you another day to do this. If you can explain the why to me, then I'll, I'll help you. I'll, I'll shake your hand on the way out. I'll do all those things. But right now, I can't understand the why as a coach because I felt that as a staff, we did everything we could for him to be successful the two years he was there. We bent over backwards for him to be successful. I, listen, I want that kid to stay back with you guys so bad. You know, he's an Larry guy. He's an Eric Burnett guy. He's a West Shore guy. Everything about that guy is he's gritty. He's tough. I like his yeah. old man. <laughs> I, you know, I think the dude wrestles hard. I think he's gritty. He's a junkyard dog. He's he's a competitor. I hope you guys retain him. If you don't, I'll still be a fan of his. But that, that bums me out because I. I heard about that and that bum. It made me sad because, you know, I'm a Kent State guy, but oh yeah. Um, hey, if he feels that's what's best for him and he's got to do it, I mean, all, all power to you, but hopefully Kent State remains the place for Enrique. And I, To this day, after, after, like so this happened on last week, yeah, last week, I still believe that this is, I still, there's not a doubt in my mind that academically and wrestling-wise, this is the best place for him. There's no one that's better for him, in my opinion. Where he oh. ends up, I don't know. Oh, what happens yep. to him, well, I don't hope, know. Hopefully it works out, Jim. I mean, if that, 100%. But, but listen, when we're talking about Lucas Davison from Northwestern, two-time All-American, fifth and sixth yep. in the country. Yeah. Um, when we talk about that guy, I mean, I can't fault him for that. I don't I, I do not fault Lucas Davison for that. I'm sorry. Bernie. I don't I don't fault Bernie for for, for leaving California. He's a California guy. He's from California. Yeah. I don't fault him to go and get and I don't fault real woods. I don't fault him. I yeah. You know? I don't know it wasn't the way it is. That's all. Correct. And here, do you know what really kind of was the, the real, um, I guess the first school that did it, how they're doing it, how it's just like a, Hey, we can throw whatever we want. And then there's states that have different state laws about it too. Yes. You know that, right? 
Faxes all that. Yep, yep. So BYU, here's what BYU did out of the gate. Do you remember BYU football, what they did out of the gate? I, I don't know. BYU football put all the walk-ons on a salary. They had a guy, they had a, a, a you know, a, uh, I could only assume a Mormon multimillionaire. Yep. I don't know if you know this. Brigham Young was, he was the guy after Joseph Smith was killed by an angry mob. He's the one who led the Mormons from Illinois to Utah, where they so, currently are. Did you, did you know that? That's who Brigham Young is. Your history you know guy, that, your history guy. Do you know that Brigham Young is, is great, great, great grandson is Steve Young. You know that, right? Yes, I, I do that. Yeah. So Steve Young was literally wearing the Y on his helmet was actually his last name. That's his name. Yes, yes, literally him. That's a thing too. So, you know, that's the in the the state of uh, Utah's eight, over eighty percent Mormon. LDS, Latter Day yes. Saints, right? So they had a businessman, man who um, they have eighty. What do they have eighty five or eighty? What, what's eighty five scholarships for D one football? Yep, eighty five. Yeah, eighty five. So I think whatever you can roster, one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty, something like that. You know, as many as you want. That's a school. 130, you, you usually roster like 130 guys, right? Something like that, 120, 130. Maybe, maybe the bigger program, smaller programs like us, roster about 100. Yeah, okay. So you know what I'm saying. BYU, they probably roster yeah, yeah. 120. This yeah, businessman put everybody on a salary, which so. was a full ride, and it was like social media posts. It might have been a dealership. I forget what it was. But I believe that was, that was like the wild, wild west, just totally – opened it up and now texas tech did the same thing yeah Football. yeah they just they yeah. took and, and it's like how, how do you meet how do you match up with that right yeah. like 100 i mean and think about it we all know that shaquille o'neal and reggie bush and i don't know name all the ucla guys from the 70s they're all making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year we know that everybody knows that you know that i mean the ncaa knew that the reggie bush was the youngest heisman trophy from it <laughs> You know, we know that Shaq was making millions of dollars in college. We know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, come on, man. We we know we know that uh, was it Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabari played for UCLA. We know that they were paying that guy. We know that. We understand that. But now it's like all out there in the open, and it's like now you're here, you're it's it. insane <laughs> in the open, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But Angel Reese, let me talk Angel Reese real quick. Okay, interpret. You know, Angel Reese is the forward. I know. Yeah, the LSU forward. First off, God bless her for riding this wave how she has. What are, what are they going to do? Are they going to pay her more or are they going to pay her less for what she did? Yeah. They're going to pay her a lot more, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She's going to – she she doubled or tripled her value to LSU. Yeah. Whether, whether yeah. they come back and lose in the first round or not, everybody wants to see it. Everyone's going to tune in, aren't they? Yeah, I won't, but you will. <laughs> she's a villain, man. It's awesome what she did, though. But she figured it out, and that's the day and age, man. Look at the two brothers from Westlake. Look at the two brothers from Westlake. I know. The yeah, Paul brothers. Yeah, you're Look right. the Paul brothers. Why do people watch yeah. the, the, the fights? Why do white people watch the fights when the Paul brothers fight? What do uh, everybody they want to see them get knocked out. They want to see them get knocked out. There you go. I do, at least. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching the Conor McGregor uh, Mayweather fight at your house. Yeah. You know why I watched it? Because maybe, maybe, uh, you know, Conor McGregor runs his mouth. Maybe he was going to get oh, clipped. Yeah. But that's not how Mayweather fights. No, not at all. 
No, he just picks you apart. It's all Connors. Yeah, oh. another really very, very smart business move by uh, Connor McGregor. Knew he wouldn't get hit. That oh, time. yeah, 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 yeah. He knew that guy couldn't hurt him. Um, yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, can you guys survive in the name, image, likeness um, era? I, I, I don't know, man. I just don't know, Jim. I don't know the answer to it. Um, I know that Jim Anderson is going to survive it because I'm guessing you're going to be out of this in the next one to four years would be my guess. Yeah. You know, like I said, and I don't know if it's survive. I hope the sport of wrestling can survive. That's what I hope to survive. But I don't, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's what I care about. Not, not that I survive it or, or Kent state survives it, but the sport of wrestling survives it because it just looks very, it, it, the way things are going, it just doesn't seem like, you know, it's going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's because a at vacuum. some point, it's a vacuum. Point, do athletic directors, you know, I was looking today at our wall. There was a time period where I had, I averaged for, there was like eight, eight, nine years where I averaged at least five or more national qualifiers, you know, and giving kids the opportunity to make the national tournament. That's ultimately what my, I felt my, my calling was to get, you know, and I, I was on the team when I was on the team at Kent, I think we took two, one, two, and, and myself. So it was like four guys in, in four years, you know? Where I had a year we took seven guys. I next year the next year we took six. The year before that we took five. So I think my goal was to get guys in the national tournament. And then after you start getting there, that's all right, all right. We got a guy like uh, Dustin who who needed his first year to get there. And then the next two years, he, you know, he's an all or next three years he was an all American. Nick Bellion. So I think that's it. Now it's just so hard to qualify because of what's going on. I think some of it we hope it's it's because of COVID and kids are getting getting extra years and some of these better kids are sticking around. But ultimately, kids are going to the better programs. And more kids are going in there because a scholarship isn't, isn't, you know, like we still have 9.9 scholar. We're back up to 9.9. That's the rule. But 9.9, like you don't even need 9.9 anymore to get guys to go to Penn State because their club is, their club is giving them name, name image likeness. So they're able to do that stuff. Ohio State's been some, so kids are going there on some scholarship that would normally be coming to us on scholarship and they're never going to wrestle there. So you have to, it's almost like our job has become so much different because now we're just waiting for kids at the portal and then, Everyone's going after the kids at the portal. So, you know, like I said, there's seven or eight kids out there now that we're trying to get that we think can be national qualifiers. And, and maybe we're going to have a really young team next year. We're going to start probably all freshmen, maybe one or two sophomores. So if we can get one or two older guys that have one year and, you know, get their master's degree, we can help them get their master's. They can come in and help our younger guys train and, and be one of those bigger, more stronger guys in the program. So and, and maybe get us to get us, give us a chance to win a MAC title. That's what we're actually trying to do. So yes, we can, I think, yes, we'll try to contend for a MAC title. I think that the way the MAC is right now, any year, any given team can win. Um, with that being said, can we go to the NAC, NAC, national tournament and have all Americans? I don't think it's going to happen like it used to. You know, we'd have, you know, Central would have one or two. We'd have one or two. Oh, you know, OU would pick up one. Some other schools would pick up. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Um, but in the same sense, you still have to try. It doesn't mean we're quitting. It, doesn't, it means I, I would assume that we're going we're gonna to continue to try as hard as we are, if not harder. But it just isn't going to happen. And sometimes crowds might be a little bit uh, like we might lose some fans because of that. And that's ultimately could be why some of the fans, because, you know, I hear I get on the, the, the things. Fans go to the Big Tens because they say it's the best wrestling in the, in the country. It's the best tournament in the country, Big Ten tournament. It might be. But, you know, years ago, the, 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 the national tournament was better than the, the, the Big Ten. So that's something to think about, man. If we could just get some of those guys that are in the Big Ten that are backups in the Big Ten we can get them on our programs and give them the opportunity to compete and be a starter and be the man. Maybe we'll get back to where we were because that's what was happening. It's just now what's happening is they're going somewhere and then you're getting them on the rebound 
And I still think most kids need a, you know, unless you're just an outright dynamo, you need to get there to experience the national tournament before you're going to have a lot of success. And Ian Miller didn't do very well his first year, three-time All-American. Nick Bellion didn't do very well his first year. He went 0-2. Next year, he's an All-American. Dustin Kilgore made it to the round of to, uh, 16. Next year, he was an All-American. Um, any guy that was an All-American for me, they were there many years before. One, if not two, three years before that. Jamel Porter was there three years before he was an All-American. Uh, Mikey DePalma was there two years before he was an All-American. Um, you know, I, we, I've never had a guy that, that comes to our program as an All-American. That's not even true because Kyle Cannell was there two years prior than, than the, you know, the one year he set up and he came back. So there, I don't have a guy that was there and then became an All-American the first year. They had, to, they had to get there first. And those guys are, you know, they're going to Big Ten and, and we're getting them on the transfer, but they only have one or two years left and they're older and, and it's just harder sometimes. You know, they yeah, have the same juice they used to have. Yeah, here's my question for you. Bear Bryant used to recruit like six deep, right? And what Bear Bryant would do is he would do six deep and he'd get the second team All-American. Yep. And he would get the second team All-American so that Auburn couldn't have the second team yep. All-American to beat him because you know at that level, those guys can all beat each other. You know, Max Dean's yep. the champ last year. He's seventh this year, right? There's a big <laughs> difference there. We know that, right? Yep. I mean, but still, the, it's such a just, it's so close. So, so close. close. You know, don't yeah. tell me that uh, Dylan D'Amelio is eighth. I think Dylan D'Amelio has a, a different tournament. He's in the final for something crazy, right? Yeah. It's, it's not that far off. They're not that far off. Do guys start getting guys so other guys can't have them? 100%. It's just they're getting other guys so we can't have them. Or, or, or. So they don't go to Oklahoma or yes. Ohio State's getting them. So Northwestern doesn't get them, or sure. Maryland doesn't get them. Yeah, what, whatever. You're, I, I get you're not naming actual programs. You're just saying, and for example, right? Just for example. Yeah, for example, it, it, it's, it's like, a great example. Demilio, Demilio was an All American for Ohio State, correct? Yes. His backup entered the portal, so his, his backup's going to go somewhere next year, right? I can't say names because well, you yeah, say yeah. he's in the portal, but he's going to go somewhere next year. So let's say he comes to Kent. He's gonna get to, and he's a guy that could do very well in our conference, right? He's been a backup for four years at Ohio State. They've never, like, if you if you talk to people close to the program, he says he beats Melio every day, but he's never started. They must have their reasons for it. Whatever their reasons are, and they know what they're doing over there at Ohio State. Demilio, or so now the backup's gonna go somewhere, and he's gonna get to the national. He'll probably get to the national tournament. And that's what we're looking for, guys in the national tournament. But he might be a guy that needs two years. Demilio was there three years before he was an All American, correct? Yeah. So, so you know, so that's what they're. That's what. That's what. That's the, the harm in this because that backup could have come to Kent right off the get go, been a four year start for us, and maybe been an All American right now because he was as good as Demilio the first year that Demilio was a starter at Ohio State. But we're not getting them because they have all this other money to offer kids. Ultimately, yeah, and it's just and like that's what's happening. What well, you guys just can't do anything about it. It's just I don't know what to tell you. I know that there's a guy coming into town. April 21st, who's got a bunch of money, maybe hit him up, maybe hit him up. Maybe, you know, he's got no wife, no kids, lives alone, <laughs> travels Nick's, around. Nick support. Nick is supporting Kent State Wrestling to the highest level. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, Nick no, 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 no. Ask him for the bag. Oh. Say, we need the bag. We need a 250K. We got to go get a couple guys. We are, we are, uh, we're in the works here of, of at Kent State, it's all about space and, and, and finding space. There's a really good chance that we're going to get 
space for a new locker room. We're going to get space for new wrestling room. We're going to get space for new offices. If they, if we can, if we can wow them. And, and when I say wow, them, we can wow the, the deans to give us more space than they want to. We could have a facility that will, will be the best facility in the Mac without a doubt. It'll be very similar to Cornell's facility. A standalone, huh? No, it won't be a standalone, but it'll be very similar. Big Jim, don't tease me. Don't tease me. I don't want to hear this. Listen, it's all about the space. We think we have. We think we have some guys that we can. That we're gonna. That we're gonna try to talk to about giving. Nick might be a guy that wants him to get his name and maybe the Nick Nemeth wrestling offices. You know, he can name his the wrestling office after him. We'll you see. know what you should have? Yeah. You should have the. You should have a sauna in the coach's uh, locker room, and there could be the Nick Nemeth sauna. Good thing. He liked the sauna. He was a massive 165 pounder. Um, Mid American Conference. We talked about you know the conference went over last year. You your best finish last year was the round of 16 uh, at yep. the NCAA tournament in Detroit 2022. This year, four All Americans, four yep. All Americans, four different teams, right? Yep. A Ryder, Northern Illinois, uh, Lock Haven, Clarion, right? Yes. Um, Northern Illinois guy. Lennox, he leaves. He's in the portal. He hits the portal, right? We haven't heard anything, but he's in the portal, yeah. We've heard he's at the portal, right? You know, so that guy's, you know, that that's uh, – Feldkamp was a senior. Noto's coming back. Noto's uh, – he transferred from North uh, NC State. He can't to, transfer. He can't uh, transfer. He can't – well, he transfers. He loses a year now. Oh, does that what happens? After you transfer once, your second transfer, you do lose a year. That's the Except for McNally. Play. McNally could do it because – they dropped, they dropped the program. The program. They dropped the program. Actually, so it, if Cardinal could do it. Cardinal could do it. Cardinal was at Old Dominion. And he could, but if he, if Noto graduates, he can go to the he can go in the portal. God, he can graduate transfer. He can be a grad. You can still do a graduate. Transfer. He's not leaving. I hope that guy stays there. I love that guy. He should be ranked probably second in the country next year. Guy's pretty back. good. Now listen, that's we're not we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not giving the the transfer voodoo on anybody. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, we, I did say the one though. Alenic is in fact in the portal from Northern Illinois. One percent. Yep. Okay. So that's that one's out there. We all know that. Um, what what the conference do different? How are you guys able to break through this year? I, we, like I said, we're, I think I think if you look at the programs, we're, we're getting better. It's just it's just baby steps and it's it's just consistency and hopefully not kids not leaving. You know, if you if you look. I think a few of those guys were still transfers. I think, you know, the, the clearing guy was a transfer. The lock haven guy was transferred. So two of them were transfers that transferred into those schools. So um, Ryder, was he? No, Ryder, he went there. He went there. He no, Larry, the Larry, Larry, he's from Edinburgh, though. Yeah, we recruited him real hard. I thought maybe, like, so, um, and, you know, so two of the All-Americans were transferred. that transferred in. One of the All-Americans transferred out. So it's still a carousel. It's still, yeah. it's still moving. Yeah. We just have to continue to, to wrestle and, 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 like I said, I, there's not. I was in my room today. We had practice. We're going to be better. We're going to be young. We're going to be frisky. With with being young, there's a lot of mistakes that are made, but the energy will be high. Um, there's a lot of explosion. Um, things that I see that I haven't seen in a while. Just because you get an older team, it's just like it's, it's, it just seems slow at times. So I'm really excited. We're going to be young though. Uh, I'm having, I have a totally different schedule than I have uh, than I've ever had before, as far as how I scheduled things. Um, just. I'm trying to give my guys confidence with the young guys. I think they need confidence. I think that I think if, if we can get confidence, we can keep them all together. I think we're going to have a really good team by the end of next year, if not by the following year. And that's my goal. Just to, just to 
do I, you know, I think Cleveland's what in like three years. I think that if we can keep all these guys together, we could have some guys that are that will be in Cleveland, have a good year. I think that could be, you know, that, that would be a, a good, a good, good year to say, all right, Jimmy Anderson, I can't say it will be back by then. I think that's a good I still feel that way. I think possibly even even the year where it's in uh, Philly, because it goes to Kansas City, Philly, and then Cleveland, correct? Yes, that's correct. I just need to get my guys some experience, which they're going to get next year. There's going to be a lot of rest, a lot of matches. We're going to probably wrestle too many matches, but we're going to get experience. We're going to middle of the year. We're going to totally bring things back and get their feet back on them. But there's gonna, they're going to get a lot of matches to wrestle. It's a lot of things that we can look at and hopefully make adjustments with. Okay. Uh, final thing I have, and I'll give you your closing remarks. What can people do if they want to be a part of the scholarship auction April 21st? on the campus of Kent State University, hosted by Nick Namath, a.k.a. Dolph Ziegler. Can you give us any more information on your scholarship auction at Kent State University for 2023? This is our this is our biggest event that the, that the university has, as far as athletic department, to raise money. And, and we, raise, we raise a lot of money for it every year. The biggest thing, if you want to be involved, is you can actually, you can actually bid on items that we have. And there's over 250 different items that people can buy um, that you can auction on, that you can put your bid in for. That's on our website. Um, the all you do is go to Kent State, KentStateAthletics.com and, and click on it. You'll find bid on And you can actually start bidding now, if I remember correctly. There's items on there or it opens up next Monday, maybe. I don't know exactly sure. But if you aren't going, if you want to go, it's a great event. It's a, it's a $100 ticket per person where you get fed, open bar. Um, you get to talk to Dolph Ziggler. You get to get you know your wife and get, get all dressed up. She, It's one of my wife's favorite events to go to because she gets all dressed up and she feels important for, for the night. So if, if you're one of those guys that your wife likes to get dressed up and go to nice places, it's a really nice event. Everyone looks great. They make the Mac Center look amazing. It doesn't even like you walk, walk in, it doesn't look like a Mac Center. They cover everything. Um, it's just a great event. It's it's. I think that the bigger schools could make a killing on it if they did it like we did. We put a lot of energy, a lot of work. Our administration, our workers put a lot of work into getting this thing to be a top-notch run event and it's great it's it's you know i think it's like our 10th or 11th year and i never miss it i've actually rearranged some times that we've had to travel that i've had to travel i won't go i'll make sure I'm, I'm i'm at this event because we have a lot of donors there a lot of important people um, i think it's gonna be really interesting interesting with nick nemeth we've had people like josh cribs we've had uh julian edelman from, uh, julian edelman be the the the, the mic um, we've had MCs, Brian Winters be the, the mic. we had we had ben curtis be the, the mc um, so Dolph will make this interesting because he's probably the most vibrant character out of all those guys. You know, you know, Josh. Well, that's literally, did, he's an actor. <laughs> he's an actor, exactly. You're exactly. Right. Josh Cribbs did, did a great job, and I think I think he'll kill Josh Cribbs on how he'll do everything. Just he'll be he'll have a lot of energy. He'll, the, you give you give Nick Nemeth the mic, and you know you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth, which is always exciting. You yeah. Know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't hey, wait for it. I, you ever been to a stand up? I haven't been to it. I, it seems like every time. That it's he's doing it during season. I'm, I'm traveling. Yeah, it's doing season. Yeah. yeah, it's always like November. You've been to it. Yeah, he's awesome. He tells some Kent State stories that are pretty good. <laughs> Talks about how we did the field hockey games and then the volleyball and how we yeah. all like lended ourselves to one another. It was a good time and um it's pretty funny. He does some some good uh some good stuff. I'll send you the clip when we get off here. Um and then, he's, he's done, I've seen him. He does a good job. Um but yeah, he's gonna do a great job, and obviously he's a performer. Yep. Um, he's a performer. He does, you know, it's theater. What he does is theater. What he does is amazing athletic theater. Yeah. Dude, he he is a better athlete. That guy is in amazing shape. 
He is yeah, like unbelievable shape. It's it's yeah. it's crazy to me how how. But he loves it. That's all he does. You know, he doesn't have a wife and kids. He's not. That's his focus. His focus is. He, he you know he he cooks a lot. He sends me a lot of pictures of food and the guy what the the diet that guy eats at forty two years old is incredible. Yeah. So good for him. I think he's going to do a great job. My wife and I will be there. Uh, I think we're going to have a Mark Lensman sighting. I believe uh, he's coming. He's coming. Yeah. Um, geez, who else? I know that uh, there's some other people, some old school wrestling people I'm excited about. So Ray Saban might be there with Sharon. Yeah. 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 Ray Saban is uh, why Sharon is the assistant uh, gymnastics coach. Yep. Yeah. I like that. I- I'm excited about that. There's going to be some, maybe Helen Null. She's the head field hockey coach at Michigan state. She's an all American for Kent state. She's from Scotland. She Her husband, she's coming. Her husband, Justin Null. Great okay. people. Great people. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm just excited to see some of my old friends and get back to the old stomping grounds, even though it doesn't look the same. It's a lot different, man. Can, can it's a lot, lot better, could be. Yeah, my brother always tells me that. My brother Chad's like, this place was a dump when you went here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> your, your nephew's going to Kent State now, correct? I that, We don't know. We're finding out. I can't wait. I mean, hey, here's me. I hope so. I tried getting your. I tried getting your your other one that's in the your, your other nephews in the. Oh, all right. We'll we'll talk about other stuff later. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> about that stuff later. I had I had about a twenty minute conversation with. Him okay. Before, okay. Both all right. Laughed. It was great. I, I I appreciate that. So, all right. Do you got anything else for me? No, we. At some point, we got we, we have another really good recruiting class coming in. We got about fifteen Ohio guys, which we'll get to maybe in a week or two. We'll try to get a few more of these in before the season's over. Um, talk about our scheduling in the future. I think that hopefully we'll have some really, really exciting news that we're really going to need you, Zeb, to, to – we're going to have to figure out something next year um, if we can get this space so we can get this wrestling room going. And, the, you know, like I, said, we, like I said, I think that we can have by far the best facility in the MAC conference, which is a big thing for us. It's a big Don't thing Don't tease for me. Don't tease me, Jim. Don't tease me. Well, listen, I mean, I'm going to use you and abuse you if, we, if they give us a space and we just have to raise the money at that point. So – all right, Big Jim. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you. Stick around for a little bit, and uh, I'll talk to you real quick, all right? You got it, buddy. All right, Big Jim.